Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's Uh-oh. going on, Larry? Another super day here at Selling from the Heart, Daryl. Super excited. another super day. We are having so much fun, and I am so thankful. I love that intro. It's selling with authenticity, and uh, I love all that's happening here at Selling from the Heart. I'm so thankful for everybody in this audience. And by the way, if you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it selling from the heart. And it is amazing right now, Larry, to see in the middle of uncertainty, in the middle of a lot of challenges um, in a lot of different areas, in not just the sales profession, but in our society and economies in general, there are people around the world that are gathering together to say, you know what, we're going to figure this out. We're going to do this. And that's the that's the heart behind selling from the heart is people uh, buy from people, but people don't just buy from people. Sales professionals are working with each other to, to drive authentic success. I mean, it's really, really cool. I get so fired up about it. It, it is. It, it, I've always said it's a lifestyle. I will continue to say that authenticity is a lifestyle. And I'm so thankful that salespeople and sales leaders from all over the world are just going, yes, finally a community, a community where we can hang out and share ideas and grow together. I absolutely love it. And the latest iteration, yes, I use the word iteration on a podcast. Big word, big word, The late evolution of that community is the (laughs) Selling from the Heart Monthly Sales Leaders Mastermind. And we get together every month. This is a group of like-hearted sales leaders. VPs of sales, CROs, sales managers, anyone that has a team um, reporting to them. And we're masterminding out how to um, move forward, how to drive success, how to build an authentic sales culture. And what's so cool about this, Larry, is it's not just a monthly gathering. It's all the chit chat that goes on, the conversation and the interaction in between the sessions that is really making this community thrive. And I absolutely love it. No, so do I. It's just in case you got, y'all are wondering, it's just a it's a private social network we created, and therefore the what we discuss in the mastermind continues uh, daily. It continues a couple times a week, even weekly. People will be posting their questions in there. If you're interested, you, you know you can see it. Just go to Sales Leaders Mastermind. It's Selling from the Heart or SellingFromTheHeart.net forward slash Mastermind. Yeah. So if you are a sales leader, if you have a sales leader, if you happen to know a sales leader, (laughs) let them know about this. This group is open to anyone that has a a team reporting to them. Um, And so this can be a place of confidential and open conversation about the issues that we're facing. And and we're going to figure it out together. We're going to mastermind. And uh, so many things are going on right now. And and that's one of the things I'm most excited about. We welcome you to join us at sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind. Inside all of this, though, at Selling from the Heart, we're committed to bringing you fresh ideas, 
fresh perspectives and new ways to enhance your sales effectiveness. And one of the best ways to do that has to do with today's guest, and that's the power of telling great stories. Oh, what a segue, Daryl. So nevertheless, we, we can all agree, and, and as we bring in our dear friend John Livesey into the, into the studio, there's one thing that we can all agree. Hey, John, there's one thing that we can all agree. Stories sell. The power behind stories, it's how we connect. And I'm just a firm believer the best storytellers are story collectors. And I know we're going to dive into this really heavily with John. John Livesey, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you. We're going to have so much fun today. And as we start, though, John, you know, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? To me, when you sell from the heart, when you're telling a story that actually happened to you, that's authentic, you're tugging at people's heartstrings, and that's what makes them want to open their purse strings. Oh, John, I love it because oftentimes I mean, you'll hear us say, you know, tug on the heartstrings and stories are a great way to tug on somebody's heartstrings mm -hmm. as long as they're genuine, they're authentic and you've lived through them. Yes. Coaches, I, I, this is going to be a, Daryl, this is going to be a fascinating conversation, John. I, sure. I can't wait, but, but walk us through some of this just as it relates to, um, sharing those stories that are genuine and authentic. How, how do salespeople, and for that matter, sales leaders, how do they really start unpacking and uncovering how to tell stories? Because they're so powerful, absolutely powerful. Well, I think the first step is the awareness that we need to be telling stories and not pushing out facts and figures and numbers. Uh, and the, if you're selling a copy machine, I know both of you can relate to that. You don't talk about how fast the cop machine makes copies. You need to have a story of how it, help somebody when they were under the gun to get something done. Um, I was working with a medical tech sales team and I said, what are you saying now to doctors to get them to buy this equipment? Oh, well, it makes the surgeries go 30% faster. Don't you want one? It's so logical. <laughs> so the first awareness is people buy emotionally and then mm -hmm. back it up with logic and they're buying your energy. And so the story I have them tell now instead of 30% faster is imagine how happy Dr. Higgins is down at Long Beach Memorial six months ago using our equipment when he could go out to the patient's family in the waiting room an hour earlier than expected. And if you've ever waited for someone you love to come out of surgery, you know every minute feels like an hour. And he came out, put them out of their waiting misery and said, good news, the scope shows they don't have cancer, they're gonna be fine turned to the rep and said, you know, that's why I became a doctor for moments like this. Now that rep has a case story instead of a case study that they tell to another doctor who sees themselves in the story so much that they say, that's why I became a doctor. I want your equipment too. The client said, oh my God, that gives us chills. Not only are we not telling stories, it never occurred to us to make a patient's family a character in a story. So that's an example of tugging at the heartstrings. I love that. And I, you know, I, that's beautiful. I just brought uh, almost like I've, I was sitting in the waiting because we've yeah. been there, right? Yeah, I'm right. sitting there. It wasn't just the, the, the family that's a, a character in the story. I'm now a character in the exactly. story, right? Because I can be the person in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. I could be the person on the table. I could be the doctor. Anywhere you put yourself in that story, it's a much, much better outcome. And oh, yeah, by the way, 
it cut the surgery time by 30%. I mean, that's right. like, that's like after the fact, right? It's right. So I beautiful. had to dig around like how long was a normal surgery? Four hours, like 30% faster, three. Okay. So you save an hour. Got it. Okay. Now from there, we build right. the story and guess what? You're not the hero of the stories you tell. Ah, who's the hero? Your client, your potential buyer is the hero. You're the Sherpa climbing Mount Everest, helping them get up Mount Everest or Yoda <laughs> in Star Wars. So you need to have a story that someone sees themselves in, Daryl. That's the secret to a great story that's going to get someone to want to say yes. Oh, that's uh -huh. so good. So I have a story, by the way, John. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because I could give you the fact and say, as this podcast is releasing, which is probably about right, I will be climbing to Mount Everest Base Camp. There we go. Uh, I hope I hope my Sherpas show up. But the other thing is I could tell the story, right? And the story was on December 20th, I was going out to see my last client of the year right before Christmas. I got up early. It's 530 in the morning, groggy, standing in line at Starbucks in my airport, getting my Americano handed to me when my <laughs> cell phone dings. And it's an invitation to join a group of 15 other guys on a uh, climb to the Mount Everest base camp. And something in my heart said, you're going to do this. Mm. So that's the story, right? I could deliver the fact, or I've told this story dozens right. of times now in the last couple of months, um, it, because it, it, it brings people into it. it. And fewer people are saying, you're crazy. Now, many are thinking it, but fewer <laughs> are saying it, which is, uh, which is very helpful. But I love this. What, what are some other examples of how sales professionals are using stories to draw in their clients and prospects? Sure. Well, let's go over the four steps to the story I just gave so the people can have a structure they can oh, start beautiful. using right away. So the first part is the exposition, and you just did a great job of that. Who, what, where, when, like you're a journalist. You mm -hmm. told us what time it was. It's cold. You're getting your coffee. The one little detail I would love you to have added, Daryl, was which is your what is your airport? Give us a location. Oh, Where that's right. Okay, that very airport, good. Right. So now yeah. we're really in the story. Um, then there's a the next part is a problem, and here's the secret: the better you describe a problem, the better people think you have their solution. Mm. And now the secret, the you know, the third step is the solution. The fourth step is the resolution. What is life like for somebody after they bought from you? So if we go back to that medical story, mm -hmm. we know the name of the doctor, the hospital, how long ago it was. The problem is the patient's families in the waiting room and waiting in torture every minute. The solution, the doctor's a hero, comes out an hour earlier than expected using this equipment. Now the resolution is what the doctor said to the rep. And had the doctor not said that, or there wouldn't have really been a, you know, the solution is the patient's fine. Okay. But what makes, imagine the Witches of Oz ending with Dorothy getting in the balloon, but no, she goes home and there's this wonderful scene about there's no place like home. That's so the resolution needs to be in all stories. Mm. So another example of a client using this is an architecture firm. They brought me in to help them uh, when they were interviewing to win a billion dollar airport renovation. So the stakes were very high. And they had some beautiful before and after pictures of other airports they worked on, but no story. Ah. So the story we crafted based on the information I got out of them was six years ago at JFK, JetBlue hired us to come in and renovate this terminal. One of the challenges during that process was we had to rip up all the tiles in the middle of the night from nine at night till nine in the morning. 
so we could rewire everything and get the stores opened on time. We had all our vendors on call in case something went wrong. And sure enough, at two in the morning, a fuse blew. We had somebody there in 20 minutes. They fixed it. And at 8.59, the last tile went down. The stores opened on time. And now a year later, sales are up 17% because we've designed a place that gets more people to come in and shop and spend money. So that's the story that got them the billion-dollar airport renovation because the other airports saw themselves in that story and said, that's the outcome we want. Mm-hmm. We saw the, the exposition, right? I, you know, which airport they're talking about. And the problem is ripping up all the tile. Now, good stories need a little bit of conflict for there to be any stakes. At, so instead of the old way of doing this would be, well, we use critical thinking to anticipate problems. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. we have amazing project management skills yes. and so, world-class customer service. So instead, we showed that in the story by having the vendors on call. Yes. And a little bit of drama, 8.59, the last tile went down. So I actually did a gesture with it. Now that's the end, and the store's open on time. That's the solution, and the resolution is sales are up. So the airport's thinking, if we're going to spend all this money renovating the airport, we're going to get a return on investment by sales going up in the stores that will help pay for this. And they're going to measure that. So that's not something everybody does. And that's so that once they saw themselves in that story, that's what made them pick that firm. Oh, this is, this is so good. I I love this stuff. And um, this, if you can coach us through, so that's just, that's just say I'm, I'm a sales leader. has got a sales team right now Uh and I'm going, this is golden stuff, but I haven't, I haven't really uncovered the stories from some of my clients. Hmm. Can you coach us and our listeners that how do you go back now? You know, the solutions already been implemented, right? right? There could be some time I go, okay, now I get this. Walk us through how we could unpack the story inside of an existing client to help us land future clients. Well, first we can start with the testimonials you have on your website and say, all right, there's a nice little quote here, but is there a story? Probably Mm. not. So let's turn that into a story. So six months ago, the person who's giving you the testimonial describes what their struggle was, right? This kept me up at night. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I was worried about this. Then enter your solution. And then we want to hear in that testimonial, now I sleep better. We're able to focus on, you know, being the best customer service company we can be instead of worrying about if the copier is going to break or whatever the, whatever you're selling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just go through your existing testimonials. And if you, you should know the details of who, what, where, when, and then remember, you just need to add a little bit of element of what they were feeling, not just they needed more efficient copies made, right? It's like, what's, what's the problem here if that doesn't happen? So ask yourself, what happens if this problem doesn't get fixed? They lose market share. They lose Maybe the staff leaves because it's not a cutting edge place. Who knows, right? And and then your solution and then make sure that little testimonial has a resolution to it. Now, what I've done with clients after they have me come in as a sales keynote speaker is we have all of these case stories in a repository map so that even if you don't have a story that of a particular type of buyer you are calling on, you can share a story of a colleague But unless there's a place where the sales reps can learn each other's stories, they don't know. They only have their own stories. So imagine 
25, 200 reps sharing each other's success case stories that are customized to the right type of buyer so that they see themselves in the stories, that's when things really take off. Yeah. One of the things that I've advised sales leaders for years as a best practice is never have a sales meeting without at least one rep telling a success story. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, the four-step format you just coached us through is the perfect outline for that. But like every time your sales team gets together, imagine what it could look like if you had somebody share a story and then you maybe were able to unpack it together and add a little bit more tension yes. and drama to it. But that was, that is always so helpful to me, especially in, in being a new salesperson on a team, being able to enter into the stories of, of what happened and what, you know, all of that is really, really beautiful. How else are you seeing this play out? I mean, I love this, this concept of stories. Story is the language of the heart and mm. uh, any more, you know, what are some other ways we can inject emotion and feeling into the sales process? Well, that's one of three key stories you really need to have in your tool belt. The other one is your own personal story of origin. Mm. So in the healthcare world, Blake's mom was a nurse. That's what got him interested. Or somebody else was a microbiologist. She just didn't want to be behind a microscope her whole career. Mm-hmm. So give us a, the architect. He was 10 years old when he played with Legos and discovered that's why he wanted to be. Now he has a son that's 10 and he still plays Legos with his son. Those mm-hmm. little personal stories are a great icebreaker as well as a connector because mm-hmm. people want to work with people that they trust and like and know. Notice mm-hmm. I reversed the order there. Most we were used to hearing no like, and trust, right? Mm-hmm. But I say, if you believe that people have to get to know you, then that causes the behavior of pushing out information. Mm. So I flip the script and say, let's start with trust. It's a gut thing. Do I trust you? Referrals, warm intros. Is this email safe to open? Literally de-escalating the fight or flight response. So, okay, yes, I trust you. Then it moves from the gut to the heart, which you love. Mm-hmm. And here's the issue in the heart. Do I like you? And how do we up our likability? We show empathy by describing what it must feel like to be struggling with these problems. Mm. And then it moves to the head. And that's still not the time to push out information. But there's an unspoken question everybody has when they hear you pitch anything. Will this work for me? Yep. Mm-hmm. They might trust and like you, but if they don't think it's going to work for them, they're not going to buy So that's where the storytelling really narrows in and says, here's a story of someone just like you. And if you see yourself in that story, guess what? There's a closing question that is magical. And it is, does that sound like the kind of journey you'd like to go on? Oh, I love it. Boom. You're not pushy. It's an invitation. You pulled them in with the story. You've got the heart going, the emotions. And then they go, yeah, that's the story I want to go on. The journey I want to go on. Yeah, I, I I love John. This is so this is so good. As I'm listening to what you're saying, I had flashes of an old mentor of mine mm. that that would that still to this day drills into my head. Larry, you really never know somebody or where somebody's come from until you know their backstory. Mm-hmm. And I think as salespeople, we have such a golden opportunity and as sales leaders to understand right the origin story or the backstory, what got someone to where they're at. Yes. And it's a great icebreaker. What made you become a doctor? What made you become a lawyer, architect, whoever you're calling on? Um, How did you, you know, how long have you been the office manager? Is it, you know, do you love it? Do you not like it? Anything 
because you've shared your story of origin. In this repository map that I have my clients create of case stories, we also put the rep's story of origin. Hmm. And for those sales leaders listening, it's an onboarding tool HR is using now. Use the map not only to listen to other people's success stories that you might want to use, but get to know your colleagues by sharing, reading about their personal lives a little bit and put your own case or story of origin in there. So that's an unexpected benefit of using storytelling in a culture. And it can also help break down silos, which, as you two know, is a big problem yep. in every industry. Mm. But if one division's stories are there and another rep at another division has access to that story, it makes it very easy to make an intro. You just tell a two or three sentence story about, oh, you might want to talk to Melissa in the energy division. She helped a hospital save $60,000 by you doing A, B, and C. But he never even knew that story to share until the stories were all in one place across divisions. Really, really cool. So you got me curious. You've shared two <laughs> types of stories. What's the third one? The company story. I don't care uh, if you're an individual and you're just a one person company or you're working for a big Fortune 500 company. And this is where a lot of people make the mistake. Oh, we have this many offices. We've been in business this long. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to hear a story of origin about the company. I spoke at the Coca-Cola CMO Summit, and one of the people in the audience was the CMO of Auntie Anne's Pretzels. And I went up to him and I said, how did this all start? You're in every airport and mall. <laughs> and they're like, oh, she sold a pretzel at one farmer's market. I love that. That's rags to riches. That's yep, part yeah. of my DNA. So when they share that story, humble story of origin, People go, oh, the American dream. So, and then if you want to really get extra points, show a story of your company's values in action. Oh, so, yeah. Oh. So if you say you're all about flexibility, um, there's one company that was having all their workers um, work from home before the pandemic. But when the pandemic hit, their employees were so stressed out because now the kids couldn't go to school. So they said, you know what? First uh, Zoom call of the week after the pandemic is bring your kids to Zoom day. So you don't have to figure out childcare for the first day. You know, Oh, what a relief, right? So that's an example of treating the employees well. And when you have people who love where they work, that comes through when they're interacting or pitching because then you can tell that story. One of the reasons I love working here is we volunteer once a month at ba-ba-ba, it's part of our culture. And the company you're talking to says, oh, that's one of our values. So that's another way to connect. You know, oftentimes we'll use this phrase, you know, you got to slow things down to actually speed things up. <laughs> and what we're talking about actually speeds things up. I firmly, firmly believe because a lot of times Daryl will talk, John, about we'll talk about alignment of values, <laughs> you know, personal values, company values, clients values. As I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm going, there's, there has to be some alignment of stories somewhere along the way. And yep. the more you unpack all this, you'll probably be amazed where some of these stories intersect each other. I'm sure you found that through your years. Oh, yes. One of my favorite techniques is before someone goes in to pitch is to look at the potential buyer's website. And if you can find anything in their website that describes their values, mission statement, and put it up on, you know, a slide, a couple of sentences of it, and you say, I thought I was reading our own company's value statement. 
right? And here's how we, you know, employ diversity or whatever the topic is. Um, it really pulls them in right away because it's about them. Oh, fantastic. What an incredibly powerful conversation is we're rounding up uh, this today. And I know everyone's going to want to dive deeper. We'll ask you that in a second. But I'm curious, if I'm, you're, I'm, we've got sales professionals listening in going, yeah, you know what? That's right. <laughs> Some of they're having moments like all of us are having, Larry and are having going, yes, you are spot on with this. To get started um, in enhance, I know the best sales professionals are telling stories, but how can they up their game? Like what are a couple tips in order to, to get uh, better at storytelling in the sales process? One of the keys to being a better storyteller is to realize it has to be three things. It must be clear, concise, and compelling. Because if it's not clear and you confuse people, the confused mind says no. And they're not going to tell you they're confused. It needs to be concise so they can remember it and repeat it at the meeting after the meeting. What the mm -hmm. heck is the meeting after the meeting? Yeah, That's it's when, when you're not there. They've heard all the pitches and they sit <laughs> around. They go, well, what do you think? They all sound the same. Let's go with the cheapest. Or, you know, that Larry told us a story and then become your brand investor. And they can remember the story. Yes. And, and then the third is the compelling, the tugging at the heartstrings. There's got to be some emotional words in there, like they're struggling or the overwhelm or the fear. Have that tension in your story. Clear, concise, and compelling. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. John, how can we learn more? I know everyone's like, I want some more John <laughs> in my life. This is fantastic. Yeah. Well, my new book is called The Sale is in the Tale, T-A-L-E, because it's a business fable I like about it. a sales rep in the medical industry struggling to get out of a sales slump. And it's set in Austin, where I live here. And you go on the journey. So it's a story about storytelling and a little bit of a love letter at the same time to Austin with some specific places mentioned. And at the <laughs> end are the actual templates that you can start to use to tell better stories. And if people want to reach out uh, to engage me for speaking or coaching, just go to my website, johnlivesay.com. And if you text the word pitch, P-I-T-C-H, to 66866, I send you a free chapter of the first, a free chapter of the first of my book. So you get the chapter one for free to see if you're enticed enough to want to keep going. And if you can't remember any of that, just Google the pitch whisperer <laughs> and my <laughs> Hey, I love fun. this. I, I, John, I could talk to you all day long. Thank you oh, so thanks. much. Yeah, you're a true Selling for Heart champion. This has been incredibly helpful today. We'll put the show, all those links in the show notes. And uh, hey, the story goes on. Thank you so much for sharing time with us today. It was fantastic. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks. Awesome. Well, what oh. an incredibly practical conversation we just had, Larry. It reminds me of a story. <laughs> But we all have, but Daryl, we all have them. Well, this we is all have stories. This is yes. We all have stories. Well, and, and this is to me is so encouraging, uh, both obviously to the tenured sales professional. You've got a lot of stories that you can draw upon. Maybe they need to be polished up or formatted uh, to be clear, concise, and compelling. Beautiful use of alliteration, by the way, John. Um, maybe they need to be polished <laughs> I knew up. I that was yeah. music to your ears. Yeah, but you know what? If you're a brand new sales professional, you've just signed on with a new organization, you can go grab some stories from your peers. Take your peers out to lunch, learn about this. And you may not understand every detail of the widgets or services that you're selling. You may not know every single piece of product knowledge. 
but you can go out and you can lead with story and uh, you can begin that those sales conversations without having to feel like you've got to be a product expert to be able to to drive conversation and move move deals forward. Yeah, you know, and what, what what I really loved about this conversation is, and this is the big challenge to the sales world, is there's nothing wrong with having product conversations or company conversations. Those are going to come at a certain point in time. Make those stories in the very beginning. Stories that tug at the heart. I love what John had said about origin stories, backstories, but stories are powerful. It's the way we connect and relate. We're going to connect and relate to stories a lot quicker than you're going to connect and relate to product stories or company stories. That's beautiful. Absolutely love it. So let's dive deeper on that. If you are a sales leader, uh, you got to come join us in the mastermind. It's sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind network with other like-hearted sales leaders and uh, find creative solutions to the problems that you face. Well, Larry, we've got an exciting roster of guests coming up this spring on the Selling from the Heart podcast, as well as up close and personals in our insiders group. Uh, we've got all kinds of fun things going on right now, uh, and there are going to be a lot of great stories coming out of this <laughs> spring. So, hey, thank you to everybody who is subscribing to the podcast you can subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher youtube you name it wherever you find the selling from the art podcast if you do us a favor not only hit subscribe but also leave us a review that helps us spread the message of this movement that is growing across the planet and that is bringing authenticity back to our sales profession so i'm excited larry until next time keeping genuine keeping authentic Keep adding real value. Tell a compelling story. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.